Hey friends, the name of this episode is a bit misleading as it might imply that I'll be jumping into the whole UFO, UAF, alien abduction kerfuffle. I will not, although there are some connections. I guess I should get this out of the way first. There is absolutely no reasonable discussion or debate to be had regarding the question of whether or not we are alone in the universe. There are millions of solar systems, millions of civilizations, and a few of them at very least have been here and continue to make regular visits for tens of thousands of years. There is no intelligent opposing argument, so don't even bother. My focus here is on the individuals and corporate entities who have continued to illegally benefit for six decades from off-world interactions and the knowledge gained from them. As far back as the 1950s, President Dwight D. Eisenhower was outraged upon realizing that private entities' businesses were being handed exclusive rights by duplicitous, self-serving individuals within our then-government to study, research, and expand the knowledge gleaned in order to establish new technologies, weapons, and products. This was done for a specific reason. Development of such projects by our government's institutions and organizations would require, by law, public disclosure. Such disclosure is not required for corporations. So this was the beginning of what we now call black projects and the beginning of what Eisenhower called the military-industrial complex. Literally trillions of dollars have been skimmed off our annual budgets to fund these projects. Now, some of these have to do with legitimate national defense programs, but many of them do not. And the ones that do not are guarded so closely that even presidents, government officials, and top military leaders are denied access. This accumulated knowledge, if released to the public, would put us a hundred years beyond where we are now in terms of energy production, modes of travel, and of course, defense. Corporations participating include but are not limited to Lockheed Skunk Works, Grumman, E-Systems, Sandia Labs, Lawrence Livermore Labs, EG&G, Boeing, and Raytheon. The preferred approach by these corporations is to establish companies within companies which are dedicated to black ops technologies. So, theoretically, we can walk in the front door and be told, you see, there's nothing going on here. Okay, let me interject something here in the interest of fairness. The regular folks who earn their weekly paychecks from these corporations in all probability know absolutely nothing about these off-the-record projects. Maybe some have noticed that certain employees enter a separate dedicated entrance which they are not permitted to use, but that's pretty much it. Off the record, 
government skiffs, as well as those set up by the corporations, are often part of these endeavors. In case you don't know, a skiff, S-C-I-F, is a sensitive, compartmented information facility. A key word is compartmented. What that means is that person A, for example, and person B can be working virtually next to each other in the same room, in a different part of the same room, and neither one knows what the other is doing. If every worker, every contributor, knows only a tiny piece of the big picture, the chances of anyone communicating and learning more about what the whole subject is are very limited. There are many of them here in the U.S. and in various other countries. I've talked to people who have worked in such skiffs. The most these people can dare to do is make vague references to the projects in which they are involved. Those who attempt to share any specific information at all are not reprimanded, not fired, but simply disappear. No joke, these dudes are serious. This is the level of corruption we're talking about. Greed is a very big factor here. If Americans, and the rest of the world for that matter, became aware of the fact that for more than 50 years we have not needed oil or gas or power plants to provide us with electricity, the oil families might be running for their lives, since they are also instrumental, as you would expect, in keeping knowledge of advanced technologies from the public. Before his death in 1995, then-director of Lockheed Skunk Works, Ben Rich, stated publicly and in writing that some of the unidentified craft we see in our skies belong to off-world civilizations, and some belong to us. Look it up yourself. Electromagnetic and electromagnetic gravitic propulsion systems have been available to us and used by us for decades. When it comes to this subject, the phrase we hear repeated time after time is national security. Frankly, that's bullshit. Nothing can be kept secret forever. And a growing number of high-ranking officers in all branches are realizing they've been kept out of the loop and they are pissed off. The prime directive for these sociopaths, apologies to Gene Roddenberry, is to keep the entire subject within the context of doubt, confusion, misdirection, fear, and even humor. Counterintelligence is a valuable resource for our intelligence community, both CIA and FBI. But the counterintelligence faction directly involved with this subject consists of hucksters and conmen. Luis Elizondo and his cohorts are currently at the top of this list. My heart goes out to Tom DeLong, who I believe is an intelligent, 
honest and sincere individual searching for answers, but who is, in my opinion, being played as the useful idiot by Elizondo and Associates. As there is more public discussion surrounding this issue, there is also more emphasis being placed on sowing fear within the public. We don't really know where these craft are coming from, but there's the real possibility that off-world species are a threat to our security. Untrue. There have been zero verifiable instances of visitors displaying hostile intent. If anything, they are concerned about our ignorant tribal hostility. We are one tiny planet in a huge galactic neighborhood. And right now, we are the stupid young upstarts on the block. Think of this for a minute. Some of these regular visitors from whom we have gained and stolen technological advances are thousands of years more evolved than we are. Not just scientifically, but their civilizations. They are way beyond the stupid, tribal, political, and religious conflicts with which we are preoccupied. If they had hostile intent, they could have wiped us off the planet with very little effort many years ago. But we are too busy wiping ourselves off the planet to realize that. So how did we get here? Well, generally speaking, by not paying attention. This ruse has been played for so long, the generation now in charge of keeping it alive are themselves getting scared. How do we get out from under this? The full truth will reveal itself. What do we do when that happens? And Americans finally realize that an entire century of progress has been stolen from them by a handful of trillionaires. How do we stop the public from wanting to make us pay legally or in some other way? Well, there's a phony, false flag, alien invasion plan that has been around for decades. And it is still a go-to option for these people. And the more a society is pissed off at itself, like ours is now, the greater the chance they'll pull it off. Using advanced and acquired technology, creating a realistic false flag will be a piece of cake. We would not be able to distinguish it from the real thing. And our black ops friends would achieve two objectives. One, our focus would be taken off of those criminals who created this toxic enterprise in the first place. And two, our society would be thrown into turmoil with every misdirected, gun-wielding, would-be hero out in the streets looking to kick some alien ass. This second objective is ironic and almost funny because what we hear from guys like Elizondo is that disclosing the truth about off-world visitors might create panic, and that's the last thing we want. Really? Unless, of course, it suits the self-serving needs of your own agenda. That agenda 
being specifically to unite, and that word unite is inside quotation marks, to unite people here and virtually everywhere else around fighting the common enemy, a fictitious common enemy. Authoritarians and would-be dictators from Hitler to Trump have used this technique to achieve their ends. There is no real enemy, but identifying some individual or some group as a threat makes the gullible public, who are, let's face it, generally not paying attention, more pliable, easier to control. So in reality, there is no unifying at all but just the pitting of one group against another in order to distract the population from the true motives of the power mongers and petro-fascists. The U.S. military has successfully employed such tactics on a number of occasions, two of which were the Gulf of Tonkin in Vietnam and more recently the Iraq War. Now, the brave men and women who put their lives on the line and lost their lives in these wars were no less the patriots and heroes. But the real beneficiaries were the same multi-trillion dollar corporations and obscenely wealthy individuals at the center of this discussion. Once a false flag alien attack is put into play, the same megalomaniacal 1% will have an easier job keeping us in place and maintaining the control they've enjoyed for so long. Martial law could be a useful tool for them at that point. This is not a joke, friends. This is not a conspiracy theory. This is our tax dollars hard at work. I want to take just a moment here to speak to my friends who are members of our U.S. Armed Forces. As you well know, maintaining chain of command is essential to the functioning of an unrivaled military force such as ours. And I would never suggest that any member of any branch even consider not obeying a direct order from a superior. I will say this, however, you are honorable, well-trained men and women, and some of you may have already found yourselves in uncomfortable situations that caused you to feel something wasn't quite right. One Air Force friend of mine related a situation to me in which he was ordered to fly his jet repeatedly in a zigzagging fashion along with two other jets over an urban area. While he flew, his second task was to release a sprayed combination of several chemical compounds into the atmosphere above the city. During preparation for the flight, he got a quick glance at some paperwork that listed the chemical symbols specifying what chemicals were in the canisters. He had some knowledge of chemistry and without being specific, noted that these were not the kinds of chemicals one would normally introduce into the air above a civilian population. That bothered him, but he wasn't about to question his commanding officer. Later, 
off base, he mentioned his concern to a close friend who was also a pilot. The friend admitted he had had some similar concerns and had heard through another source that these compounds were part of an experiment in cooperation with another unnamed branch intended to determine the extent to which the mood, the emotional state of mind of a population could be affected, manipulated with the use of these compounds. I can only speculate about what the intended result might be, and it's not my place to do that here, but you see what I'm getting at. A false flag alien invasion could certainly entail putting those who have pledged to protect the people of the United States into situations requiring them to participate either directly or by way of remote control from some off-site locations in activities that would endanger or even take the lives of fellow Americans. If you knew, now I'm not talking about rumor here, if you knew that you were about to be part of an action that would entail harming or killing those lives you'd vowed to protect, not as part of a legitimate response to some real national emergency, but as part of some group's behind-the-scenes agenda, to whom would you be loyal? The issuer of the order or the Americans whose lives you swore to protect? That, by the way, is simply an honest question, not a challenge, and there's no judgment implied. I can only imagine how that would feel. Hopefully, none of you will have to face that. It is also quite possible that even a high-ranking officer could be given orders to carry out, but with no explanation. It probably happens every day. And if that officer were to respectfully ask for more details... He or she could be dressed down and told they had no need to know. That is a very important phrase to remember. Virtually every U.S. president since Dwight Eisenhower and virtually every joint chief has heard that phrase from a CIA director, an FBI director, or an anonymous black ops representative. The very few members of Congress and the Senate who have had the courage to ask touchy questions have been routinely informed that they should never ask again and that if they decided to push harder, the lives of their families would be at risk. Now, wait a minute. Our most influential and powerful government and military leaders are being told by individuals and organizations operating outside of the parameters of our Constitution that they do not have the need to know when it comes to the ongoing interactions with other species and the advanced technologies we've acquired? You don't need to be a great intellect or a graduate from a military war college to know that something is hinky here that this has much more to do with concealing criminal behavior than it has to do with that old chestnut national security. Have you noticed this? 
When a film, video, or still image of an ostensibly off-world craft is discussed in public, the image is always, without exception, blurry and difficult to accurately identify. And these are images, the ones we see on the national TV outlets, that have been captured by state-of-the-art, precision, Navy, and Air Force cameras. Elizondo and friends will say, well, they look like Tic Tacs. We don't know what they are, but they could be a threat. Aside from the fact that Elizondo knows exactly what they are, that could be a threat part is the fear seed they are planting. They repeat it in one form or another over and over again to get some apprehension started in the public. Current technology, current technology, enables a satellite orbiting to resolve with crystal clarity a coin lying on the ground. And yet, every time we see a televised UAF, the image is blurry and distorted, and there's always a lame explanation about why the picture sucks. It's all theater, friends, in an attempt to very slowly prepare people to deal with what's been here for a very long time. But the fear part is always included, so that if and when these slugs attempt to initiate an actual false flag, we will all be expecting the monsters from outer space who want to eat our children. As a matter of fact, not conjecture, the species who visit us regularly are so concerned about us polluting the space around us with nuclear weapons that every time we put one into space, they disable it. Our military, of course, does not talk publicly about this. And speaking of space, what's outside of Earth's ring of atmosphere is space. But it's not our space any more than a 30-mile circle of air around your house belongs to you just because you said so. This is so typically human. My space, not your space, my space. The only real monsters are not monsters from outer space, but the monsters who are lying, cheating, and murdering to maintain their ownership of the technology. Zero-point energy generation, for example, which Tesla discovered a century ago, has been perfected and used by these people. What that means is a small device that creates electricity indefinitely could be powering your home, car, phone right now. No batteries, no energy storage, no power lines, no fuel for any vehicle or machine. Just unlimited energy for everyone all the time. And, of course, no more money for the Petro families and other complicit corporations who have had us by, pardon the expression, the short and curlies for ages. Ruining the lives of potential whistleblowers and killing innocent people is for them a very small price to pay for the power and money after which they lust. 
And the technology advancements are not limited to only power generation. They include medical technology far beyond what we now think of as leading edge. So here's the deal. Take some time, do some of your own investigating, and you will find hundreds of hours of film testimony from unassailable sources affirming everything I've said here. And by unassailable, I don't mean some guy who claims a three-headed alien ate his dog. I mean military, government, corporate officials, and our own astronauts who have first-hand knowledge. These are individuals whose honesty is above reproach and have no aspirations to make money or garner fame. If you're scoffing at this point, I'm sorry to say this, but you're coming from a place of ignorance and you need to see the hours of testimony and reams of declassified documents already available to the public. Everything I've said here is already knowledge available to the public. I don't care what you think of me as a messenger. I only care about you discovering the truth for yourselves, which will give you the power to start demanding some answers. Thanks again for listening, friends. I hope I've stimulated a little bit of curiosity and maybe your desire to find out more about what's going on here. So until next time, be well, be thankful, and be full of light.